Welcome to the Ultradent Products Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Nasser Barji. Dr. Barji will be discussing composite and porcelain restorations, techniques for composite placement, and the Vital Essence composite system. My name is Nasser Barji. I'm a faculty member at the University of Texas at San Antonio. I'm head of Division of Aesthetic Dentistry. I have been involved in teaching aesthetic dentistry for the past 20 years. I have had the opportunity to work with composite as well as porcelain for many years. Giving that brief introduction, I think I'm in a position to give a, an objective view of not only vital lesson but composite in general. And as it relates to overall restorative dentistry and as it compared to porcelain. I'm, I'm known for, for my expertise in porcelain and my past work in porcelain. And today I'm using lots of composite. And why? Because we have better composite today. We have far better composite today than we had before. I have restorations, porcelain restoration repaired with composite. And it's hard to say exactly the fracture line. So composite today has come a long way and is much better than composite we had in the past. It is no longer, the question is if the patient cannot afford it, get composite, if you can afford it, get porcelain. Absolutely not. On anterior teeth, composite restorations, if done properly, perform as good as porcelain. We have composite restoration in mouth now 12 to 13 years. They look great. If you look at the longitudinal studies on porcelain veneers, Numbers probably might be a little better, but not, not that much better. So I think composite is doing as well as porcelain today, mainly because we have better composites, and composites are designed to do the same job. Okay, edge porcelain bonded restorations, they were originally designed for bonding to enamel. They have performed excellent. We look at longitudinal study of porcelain bonded to enamel, 20 years performed well. However, with, with the development of new dental adhesive, we see more and more porcelain and veneers bonded to, to dentin. That is indeed creating a problem because uh, we see more and more porcelain bonded to dentin, porcelain and veneer bonded to dentin, that they are debonding or fracturing. When the enamel is removed, the strength of the tooth is compromised and it cannot be replaced by a rigid porcelain. Forces applied to a porcelain bonded to enamel is transformed to the interface directly. And that is the reason we see more and more debonding. I think in absence of enamel, I mean, the integrity of the tooth is, has been compromised. Composite restoration do far, far better because they have a lower margins of elasticity, they're less rigid, and they can take load far better than porcelain. So I think we are getting to the point that composite become a material of choice in absence of enamel and anterior teeth. And that's based on clinical observation and uh, clinical studies reported so far. We see more and more CAT CAM restorations today than we did before. If I look at CAT CAM restoration for, for posterior teeth, say uh, inlays and onlays, they have done a great job. Yeah, with, the, with the new system, we have been able to close the margins much, much better. But the problem we have with calcium restorations is shade. Composite restorations 
unfortunately, they are viewed as a composite, some are viewed by some practitioners of what we saw in 90s or 80s. Today, we are talking about different generation of composite. In a practical sense, a good posterior composite placed in accordance with the con- incremental concept, proper curing, we expect to last well over 10 years with less chair time than a CAT CAM restorations. I personally would place a direct restoration on my posterior teeth before I use CAT CAM. Not that mean CAT CAM is bad, but means composite is doing a great job. We should look at composite, today's composite. We should look at the property of today composite. We should look at property of today dental adhesives. We should look at the ease of placement of composite today. We should look at what we know about composite today. If we look at overall picture and overall performance of composites as relate to cat restoration, I think we are going to find out they're comparable and I can take that one one step forward. I can do composite restoration that look much better than a CAT CAM restoration. We have done two studies, and uh, these two studies directly relate to the failures of composite. In early 90s, we did a study on intensity of curing light in private practices. In that study, we found that nearly 29% of curing lights in private practice do not work. I mean, it has an intensity less than 250 milliwatt per square centimeter. That is very low. Nearly 10% had an intensity less than, but less than 100 milliwatt per square centimeter. That is devastating. I mean, there is no composite that can be cured with that much intensity. Surprisingly, when we did the same study, we repeated the same study two years ago, we still found out that numbers of curing lights in private practice with uh, inadequate intensity is still high, still is on 20%. So I think the problem that we don't look that closely is the curing light. And I think private practitioners should be encouraged to look at that issue very, very carefully. It is not a matter of just low intensity, it's the method of curing Literature directly point to the, to the fact that high intensity, fast curing is detrimental. Method of curing is extremely important. Realizing the, the physical property of composite and the handling of composite and the behavior of composite as it reacts to the curing lights. The next important factor is a method of placement of composite in spite of all the literature supporting the importance of incremental placement we see ball curing very often and this is to some extent because of experience we had from amalgam that has been carried on composite literature today strongly support the importance of c-factor and incremental curing and the method of curing i think if that is those problems resolved, we will have composite which lasts much longer than what we have today. Even I think we are getting a, a good performance from the composite today, but I think we can even expand 
the life expectancy of composite by 20-30% if you cure it properly and if you place it properly. Looking at direct aesthetic restorations, time-wise, we see practitioners spend nearly 50% or more of their time finishing composite, reshaping composite. I think we should reduce that time. I don't think finishing composite should constitute nearly 50%. I think that, should, that can be reduced to nearly 10% or 15%. In my practice, I don't spend that much time on finishing composite. So the steps have been taken and products have been developed to give us that option to finalizing composite, nearly finalizing composite, before any polishing is performed. And we have uh, better technology in polishing composite today. The high shine by Vitalesson. If it's used, again, used properly, um, I've stressed that one many times, used properly. If you use the proper force as it's designed to be used, it gives us the shine and the textures that we really need to have. Along that, there are products and the brushes, Jeffy brushes and on. So we have not only make, made advancement in placement of composite, we are doing far, far better in finishing composite, restoring the proximal contacts, restoring occlusion, and finalizing the composite. So all together has brought us to the point that we are today that composite restoration can be ideal restorations. I have been not only a strong advocate of Vitalesson, but a strong user of Vitalesson. Indeed, Vitalesson changed my practice from strictly porcelain now to, say, 50% porcelain, 50% composite. And I have reason to do that one. I have restorations placed in a mouth with composite. They are as good or even better than porcelain. Vitalesson had made it far easier for us to do composite today than what we had before and what we have still today in market. Vitalesson is designed primarily based on enamels. We do know that dentins are primarily A's and what makes the appearance and the optical property of the tooth is not dentin but is enamel. That's what we learn from porcelain. Vitalesson is giving us that option to create effects, create appearance, create optical properties just by placing enamel, proper enamel. And that has been main reason. In addition to that one, the ease of use of Vitalesson, the polishing of Vitalesson, and the broad application of Vitalesson make it an excellent choice. The concept behind Vitalesson is arrived from sectioning of the teeth, looking at the layers of the teeth. You have deep dentin, you have intermediate dentin, you have superficial dentin, you have translucency, you have enamel. That is the concept of vital lesson, layering. Each layer has a, has a property that cannot be compromised. We need deep dentin, darker shade, superficial dentin, lighter shade. We do need for effects to add translucency. We do need the enamel to mask and enhance. There is not such a composite in market that you expect a mono layer, pick up one shade and put it on, get everything. We cannot expect that one for porcelain or for composite. For me, Vitalesson became so interesting after spending nearly 30 years with composite, with porcelain, I'm sorry. 
I learned that porcelain was layering. And the same concept was, was given to me in form of composite. So that concept must be practiced. And I think we will see more and more composite built around that concept in the future. If you take away the PF, which is pearl frost, away from me, I will stop practicing composite. That is by far a must use enamel. In terms of it, the translucency effect, transmiss, I like transmiss a lot. Trans amber, I mean, you can do a lot with it. Uh, trans gray is good, but I can probably be transmiss, I can substitute it for trans gray. You notice I don't talk too much about dentin because, again, I think all dentins are A's. I have, there has been very few occasions that I really use other than A dentin. And that's primarily what we learn from, from sectioning teeth. Dentins are A's. And that made vital lesson really the material of choice at the beginning that place emphasis on the use of enamel to provide the outcome. In my daily use of Vitalescent with undergraduate or teaching the use of Vitalescent to private practitioners in my continuing education programs, once I explain the steps involved and once I explain the concept of Vitalescent, then it becomes so easy to use. And my most favorite question at the end of my presentation is what is wrong with the system? The answer is it is too easy. I have had many practitioners and students call me back and give me the same answer. When I learn how to use it, it is too easy. We are doing better and better today in relaying that message to practitioners and undergraduate students to get to learn the concept of vital lesson and to use it based on the concept that it was designed for. Again, once we get to that point, it is not only too easy, it's hard to beat. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. Be sure to tune in next week when our guests, Dr. Dan Fisher and Carol Gent, RDH, will be discussing fluoride varnish. Mm-hmm.